Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What do I have to fear? I, I lost my title. I've had multiple surgeries. I've, I've had to come back through multiple surgeries and fight a top five guy uh, that was very durable and very hard to beat. Um, and now I'm gonna, I get the privilege of fighting in, in front of millions of people on, on Fox for a title. What is there to fear? This is a beautiful thing. It's a cherry on top to be a fighter, you know? Like, how many of you guys wish you could be in there fighting that night? It might be a little nerve-wracking, but I bet you wish you could just try it one time. I look at it that way. I'm blessed to have this position. Maybe he should try that. Maybe he should relax a little bit. Let me give him some advice. Relax, man. Enjoy talking. Enjoy this experience because it's not going to be here forever. You're not always going to have these cameras in front of you, TJ. So enjoy it. Say what you're going to do to me. I encourage you. Say why you're going to beat me. Tell me why you're better than me, not just you're going to knock me out because and I'm going to show you on the night of the fight. What did you really say? You said the same thing everybody else said. Nobody wants to hear that crap. Tell me why. Explain it, but he can't because he doesn't. he's scared to eat his own words. He has the fear of eating his own words, of saying, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then not following through with it on the night of that fight against me because he knows I'm a tough opponent. He's fearful of that. I don't have that fear because you're going to judge me no matter what. You're going to judge me. You're going to judge me. You're going to judge me. Everybody at home, if I sit here and go, TJ Dillshaw's a good champion. He's beating a lot of tough guys. He moves his feet really well. I respect him a lot. You're still going to judge me and say, that guy's a puss. You know, why won't he just say what he really feels? TJ's trying to just not be himself. You should have seen when I started talking how much he let loose. He started cussing, he started getting mad, he started getting angry. I saw the real TJ. He's hiding that. He's not letting it out. That's the difference. I'm letting myself be me, and he's not. Uh, I'm not trying to create nothing. I'm just being me. I'm just being loose and talking and enjoying this experience in front of you guys. Obviously, you would have preferred to be active throughout the last couple of years, but obviously injuries have, have curtailed that for you. Working as an analyst and being able to be in a position to break down fights and really get under the skin of the, you know, some of these, some of these bouts you've been, you've been watching as a, as an analyst and as a journalist. How valuable is that to you as, as an extra skill going into a world championship fight? Now you're back in action again. Well, just like you said, I mean, and he said, he said it's uncharacteristic of me. What have I been doing for the last four years, man? I haven't just been sitting around doing nothing. I've evolved as a human being in my mind, uh, in my personal life. Fighting, being a champion, being a fighter does not dictate who I am. It, it, it does not define me as a person. It's something that I get to enjoy and it's a cherry on top in the life that I live because I didn't have it and I did it just fine. I, I've set, I set goals for myself and I strive to accomplish them. My next goal is to win the world title again. I've won four of them. Winning a fifth is my goal. I plan to follow through with it and I put every ounce of my heart and soul into the training camp and into everything that I do to make that possible and that's what gives me the confidence to talk and say what I'm going to say. Being a Fox analyst, understanding uh, how these guys are fighting, watching the sport evolve, breaking down what guys are doing wrong, what guys are doing right, that helps me to understand where I need to be as an athlete myself and that's what's given me the, the confidence to go through and fight a top five guy after being laid off for five years or three years. 
that, that in itself is a huge challenge. And I did it. And I did it because I had to have a real clear understanding of what I needed to do to beat a guy like Mizugaki on a six-fight win streak. He's one of the most durable guys in the division. So things like that I can see because of the job that I had with Fox. I'm very blessed to have that job with Fox. I'm appreciative to them for, to giving me that platform. And uh, I'm just trying to enjoy the ride, man. Is there ever a moment during that time off, sort of at your darkest point, where you actually thought, I may have fought my last fight already, um, I, may, I may have to hang them up for good? Ironically, I never thought that, like, oh, I fought my last fight, I might be done. I just, I had a, I went through a place in my life where I just hung up the gloves, where I retired in my own brain. It didn't mean it was my last fight, but I literally did have to say, I'm done. Because what was happening is, if you fight the injury, which you can't control, you keep training, you keep doing things, you're not accepting the reality of what is. And you can fight what is, but it's always going to stay what it is, 100% of the time. So I, it took me three surgeries, a blown out quad, five hand surgery, like many, many injuries to finally let go of control of the things I can't control. But when I did, I found peace. I, I did. And that's what, that was what, what was very important. I mean, obviously this week it seems like Team Alpha Mayo so far, they're owing to the struggling a little bit with Chad and Paige. You hear rumors of various guys going to various places to train. What do you make of it when you hear all the struggles that this team is going through? This is a hard sport. I, I'm not going to judge the team because of a couple guys losing. Chad Mendes is one of the best hunt featherweights to ever live, in my personal opinion. He really is. He's a freak athlete. He got caught. We all have a button. It doesn't mean his, weeks, uh, his chin's weak. It doesn't mean he can't take a punt. It doesn't mean he's not good. He got caught. Um, it's hard. This sport is very, very hard. And the truth is we put it all on the line to hear judgments from everybody. And that's, what I'm, that's why I can talk now is because, like I just said a second ago, we're all going to be judged no matter what. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Like Frankie Edgar's won how many fights in a row, won titles, and he can't catch a break. Even before the Mendez fight, nobody's talking about Frankie Edgar, even though he's one of the greatest fighters that's ever lived, you know? They're still judging him. So when it comes down to it, what does it matter what we really say except to be ourselves? I think that I kind of respect Chad Mendez because he can take a loss like that and still live his life and be himself. He can still go out dancing and not let it ruin his entire night. Paige Van Zant put it all out on the line. Uh, whether they're Team Alpha Male or not, it doesn't matter. We're all comp we're all competing. I have a I have a problem with Team Alpha Male because they're competing against me. I don't hate the person that they are. I'm competing with them. Training to more to avoid injuries, or, or training less hard and more smart. Um, emphasis on less sparring. And the UFC built this new center where they're trying to basically get athletes to train smarter. Given the way your career has played out over the past couple of years, is there anything you would have done differently? in terms of the way you pursued your preparation? I think that a lot of the injuries happen because we're a little bit not, the sport's still growing and the fighters aren't making that much money. You gotta buy the cheaper food. You gotta not get a massage every single day like we should even though we're beating the crap out of ourselves because it's expensive. 
So by having this new center, maybe fighters can go in there and get all the, the sports therapy that we need. There's a lot of, for as much training as we do, you have to do an equally amount of therapy for your body. I didn't know that until the last, all these surgeries happened. I didn't really tune into that at all. Your whole life in wrestling, your whole life uh, being coached, your trainers are telling you, tape it up, suck it up, eat some ibuprofen and go. It doesn't need to be that way. There's a way that you can actually do some ART, loosen that muscle, and the pain goes away magically. You don't have to just deal with it, because then it just gets tighter and tighter and tighter like a bottle cap. The more I tighten this bottle cap, eventually what breaks? The, the, the seat, the, it breaks. I can't, I can't even tighten it at all anymore after a little while. That's what we're doing to our bodies. So until you go in and you go get some ART or you go get some sports therapy, you can't loosen that thread. That's what we're doing to our bodies as athletes every single day. The, the point of this sport is to hurt the other person, whether you're in practice or not. When you're in a submission, there's a fine line between do I tap or do I keep my mindset that it doesn't hurt and stay strong through the submission so I can fight out of it. And then I have the confidence to go into a fight and know I can fight out of that submission. Or I'll never challenge myself and tap right away because I'm scared to get hurt. Come on. As athletes, we can't be scared to get hurt. So it's kind of a happy balance that you got to find. But the biggest thing is just taking care of our bodies equally costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money to get the therapy because therapy is not free. And people don't fix us for free. It always costs money. And that's money that's taken away from you that you don't make to train. We don't make money to train. We only make money to show up for the fight. So a lot of fighters have a hard time paying that money out to keep their body healthy because we only make so much money for the fight. How much did it cost you to get healthy? Thousands. And I have only the UFC to thank for that to be honest. They paid for every ounce of my sports therapy with Gavin McMillan at Sports Science Lab. They've paid for all my surgeries. Without them, I wouldn't be standing here today. So don't get this twisted. I'm not bashing the UFC by any means. They're the reason I'm standing here. They're the reason I have these microphones in front of me. They're the reason why my life's changed, why I was able to buy a home, why I'm able to drive around in the GTR that I won as a win bonus for beating up Demetrius Johnson. They're the reason why I do a lot of that. I have this suit because they got me this suit. You know, I'm wearing a small car right here. It's $10,000. I can't buy that. They just hooked me up because of the Fox Analyst gig. You know, thank God I was on Fox or else I'd probably still be wearing some JCPenney threads. You know what I'm saying? Because for the fight itself, it's a, it's a prize fight. That's all we get paid for. We don't get paid to train every single day. You know, you guys get paid every day to write a report, wake up the next day, do your 9 to 5. You get paid every day. We don't. We have to just keep working and working and cross our fingers that we go get both the win bonus and the show up bonus on weight. It's always a gamble in this sport. A massive question. Uh, the UFC's uh, new headquarters has a bunch of rooms aimed after different fighters. The Anderson Silva Conference Room, Chuck Riddell Lounge. If you had a room named after you, what would it be? Whew, that's a good question. I don't want a room name. I don't want to have a room name for a place that has rehab because I'm tired of rehab. I want to fight. How about... <laughs> how about... Uh, We'll say um, no surrender cruise. Given that you've had this long layoff and you've just said that the UFC have been really, really helpful for you in helping you get back, get back in the game, get back fit, get you nicely dressed for this, uh, for this, for this media obligation today. Is it a sense now that you, you, you're about to make up for lost time? You, you know, you're planning a big year in 2016. How, how active are you hoping to be in the next 12 to 18 months? Man, I want to be as active as I can. You just got to take it one fight at a time. You can't, I, me personally, you know, as the fighter that I am, 
I don't plan way ahead. I try to stay in the now, in the present, in front of you guys, right here. I'm right now. I'm right here. I'm not, oh, what's going to happen if I say this tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow when these interviews come out? Like, it's, I'm just here. I'm just talking. Half the time I black out when I talk. Sometimes it's a really bad thing. But most of the time it works out. I said I'm not too bad. But I'm just here, man. And I'm getting ready for this fight against TJ for the world title. And I'll be ready on that night. And day by day, take it.